our youngest, Weldon, one of his favorite things, one, one of the things that he always wants to do and asks for multiple times a week, he says, Daddy, can we shave? Mm-hmm. It's because he has this little shaving bowl and shaving brush that looks a lot like what I have that I don't use very much. Uh, but he wants to imitate me because he's my son. Children like to imitate their, their fathers. In chapter 5, verse 1, Paul tells us we should imitate our father, our father God. You know what time it is. Time for another train wreck. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors in New Mexico are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. I'm Matt Hensley, the pastor of May Hill Baptist and managing editor for Lifeway Pastors. And I am Kyle Bierman, the pastor of First Baptist Church of Alamogordo and director of Replanter Development for the North American Mission Board. And we bring a combined 31 years of ministry experience to the table, and we still mess up time and time again. Yes, we do. This episode is sponsored by none other than Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and you got to hear a little tidbit from Aaron Ledford, but more on that later. As you know, Southwestern is all about preaching the word, reaching the world, and in our opinion, are the absolute pioneers when it comes to faithful, text-driven preaching. And we encourage you to visit www.swibbits.edu after the show. Speaking of that clip, uh, you mentioned some dude named Aaron Ledford. Now, we, we know that he is not a listener of this podcast that you told me. You said he is yeah. not a listener. Don't listen to it. He didn't like it. Well, he doesn't have time for podcasts. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So, so he, he's too busy. Well, in that, in that case, tell us who he is and, and what he does and, and all that. Well, Aaron Ledford is an MDiv student at Southwestern in the Revive This Nation Preacher at my church this week, May Hill. Baptist. That's great. Well, we'll let him introduce himself. Yeah, that's probably a better idea. Aaron, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your family. Well, hey, my name's Aaron. Uh, I've been in ministry we for We established that already. Years. That's true. Yeah. Aaron. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> Don't wear it out. Mom and Dad gave it to me long ago. <laughs> now, I've been in ministry for uh, about 17 years. And most recently, I'm continuing to serve at Inglewood Baptist Church in Grand Prairie, Texas, as administration and worship pastor. And about two years ago, I started my MDiv at Southwestern. I'm married and I have two kids, uh, Jackson and Weldon. They're almost eight and six. And my wife, Carice, is a lovely stay-at-home mom. And if I remember correctly, uh, you, a few years back, were named Mr... Galilean. That's true. What is that? Ah, Mr. Galilean. It's the lesser known. Uh, I guess I wasn't prepared for that one. Galileans is a program for boys in, in Baptist churches, and every year they select someone who's kind of like a model, so to speak, of what <laughs> the they model? expect uh, a young boy to be uh, studying the scripture and learning to be a disciple of Christ. Wonderful. And so you were the Mr. Galilean of 1995. That was a long time ago. Well, welcome to the show, Aaron. We're grateful for the time that you have given to Mayhill Baptist this week. Had a wonderful week. And uh, you you weren't here 
because of my irresistible beard, I don't believe, uh, but because you were a part of Revive This Nation, a yearly initiative by Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. For those who may not know what that is, what is it? Revive This Nation is time every year during spring break where Southwestern sends out students and professors to churches all over the United States uh, to share the good news of Jesus Christ through preaching. Yeah, we looked it up, and this initiative started as Pioneer Penetration in 1959 as a result of students who were burdened to use their spring breaks to bring revival to local churches. It has since seen more than 15,000 people make decisions to trust in Jesus as a result of hearing the gospel through RTN preachers. And uh, Aaron was a part of making that number jump to 15,001 this week. Uh, as, uh, as one came forward for baptism in one of the evening services uh, here at Mayhill. Uh, so Aaron, uh, this year, we, we understand that, that there are almost 70 folks going across the country. So tell us a bit about, about uh, where, they, where all they're preaching this week. All right. Well, as you might expect, there are many preachers all across the southern United States, like Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, Mississippi, those areas, but even far off places like Alaska and Hawaii and the Northwest area like Oregon and Washington. So we're so excited to have people all over the United States preaching in our churches. Yeah, last year uh, we know that 87 students and faculty preached uh, everywhere from New York to Hawaii, and they collectively saw 90 professions of faith, 31 baptisms, and 307 other commitments. And so obviously this year we're still waiting uh, for the numbers to roll in. But I think it's pretty cool to know that, that there are that many preachers and professors who are giving their spring breaks to advance the kingdom. Yeah, definitely. And, and four years ago, I had the privilege of being a part of uh, this initiative. Uh, it was actually the, the week after we adopted our uh, girls and we, we left the courtroom and quite literally hit the road and uh, began our journey at that point as the uh, Hensley party of six all the way to Kentucky. And we went to Kentucky to Concord Baptist and uh, where we met who is now what I believe will be a lifelong friend, uh, Toby DeHay, which we got to see. I think you got to meet him when we were at NAM. Yeah. Uh, he was he was the uh, guy, now he's on staff with the uh, Kentucky Baptist yeah, uh, Convention. That's right. And uh, we got to visit with him, but, but this was really my first chance as a uh, young uh, preacher starting out to really preach in a church consecutively where you're working through a series or you're working through a book or whatever it might be. I'd obviously had opportunities as a youth pastor mm -hmm. and, and the churches that Aaron and I have mm -hmm. served together in to preach occasionally, but it was a joy for me to get five opportunities kind of back to back to back uh, to preach the word. And, and one, one of the fun stories that I still remember is, you know, we try and contextualize our, our sermons a bit. Aaron did that in a very awkward way. Uh, here at Mayhill Baptist, where he said, I, I don't know if y'all say this in, in uh, New Mexico or not, but in Texas, where I come from, we say the word y'all. And of course, half of our church, or actually probably like 99% <laughs> of our church are from Texas. So all of them say y'all. And I think New Mexicans would say it anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah. have this great illustration that I was so proud of uh, about a football team you know, being made up of many members. And, and that was going to be my text. And they, they have their different positions that they are you know, essentially called and trained to play. And then I get there and I, you know, arrive and I see everybody with these Kentucky basketball shirts on and everything. And I don't really know basketball. 
And, and when I play basketball, if I get the ball, it doesn't matter where I am, I'm going to shoot. I, I don't like anybody coming near me to, to defend or anything like that. So I'm either going to pass it, hand it to them, or shoot it. Like, I don't really know how to play. So I was trying to come up with, like, who are the, what are the positions, like point guard and shooting guard and center and all of that. And so then I was able to kind of fix my um, manuscript really on the fly. I didn't change what I'd written because, you know, I'd saved it. I had faith that I knew this sermon was ready. And so on the fly, when I'm in the pulpit, I'm trying to switch that entire illustration oh, no. from football no. to basketball to make it kind of fit with that. And so I, I don't quite know how they do it now, but four <laughs> years ago when we were going through this process, uh, you know, Southwestern wasn't dumb enough to just send a bunch, you know, 80, 90 preacher boys out there that had never preached before and say, good luck. They actually prepared us and, and we had a specific class for it where we walked through some practices and, and what to do when you get there, how to be flexible, because we had some people that would be staying in a nice hotel, some people that might be staying in the pastor's office. Like there's all kinds of stuff <laughs> that can happen. And so we're walking through all of that. So so tell us maybe how, how did they prepare you? You've preached a little, uh, quite quite a bit in, in your, your ministry there in Inglewood and in previous churches. Of course, we didn't mention this, but you're the son of a Baptist preacher, That's right. uh, Ron Ledford. That's right. Uh, and uh, but but anyway, how did they prepare you for Revive This Nation? How how were you prepared? So uh, those of us who who were going out for the first time were part of a class that met every Monday afternoon for seven weeks, and uh, for those three hours every Monday afternoon, we talked about what it meant to prepare a sermon, to look at a text. We had to select the five texts that we were going to be preaching over the five services and then prepare a, uh, a what they call a sermon brief, which is just kind of an expanded outline of what we were going to talk about. And then uh, the professor, Dr. Walker, was able to look over that and make sure we were on the right track. Also during those weeks, there were some books that we were Assigned to read. And did you read them? I did read them. Wow. And yeah, I did, and even wrote a lovely little one-page reading report <laughs> on each one. No comment on but, whether I did. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could you, see that now, spinning now in your head. I knew that question was now, coming. Now that you no have comment. degree. I got my degree. <laughs> Under but, false pretenses. <laughs> but also several of the guys who were uh, actually in the room and not watching online like I was, um, were able to get in front of the class and practice just a little bit and get some helpful tips on things like standing still and not uh, <laughs> fidgeting around. Um, Did Matt, you need to go back and take this I'll, class again. Well, I was going to say Dr. Kiker wasn't obviously teaching this class. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> or or even, even uh, practical little things like uh, knowing how to get your shirt, the wrinkles to come out of your shirt if you didn't have an iron <laughs> with you. Uh, just from the most... Uh, Technical to the most practical things, uh, I, yeah, they really work at preparing the guys to go out. Awesome. So I got to come to Monday evening's service. That's the only one I was able to come to. How, how did the rest of them go? Yeah, it was a great, a really great week. We got started on uh, Sunday and got to see kind of the regular Sunday morning crowd. And then uh, starting on Sunday evening, we had meals together. Which is a lot of fun to get to know some of the we are folks. That's right. Get to know some of the folks uh, from the church and find out uh, what they did for a living and how many folks were in their family and where they came from, uh, that kind of thing. And uh, we finished out Tuesday and Wednesday 
this week what we were doing was walking through some of the main passages in Ephesians and so it was great to do that with this church family and and get to see people really engaged as they were sitting out in in the congregation and I I know one of the things that I liked about it is it's it's one thing to go through a book you know week by week by week and and you feel like there's been six days of sleeping and six days of work and six days of all this other stuff in between and you're like do they even remember half of what I said Mm -hmm. last week but it's kind of nice where you've just seen these people about four hours ago and you get to dive right back into it. Or, or 24 hours ago, you get to dive right back in. And so you can literally say, you know, yesterday we saw blank and they actually remember it instead of being like, last week we saw and you're like, yeah, you don't have a clue what we saw uh, last week. But Aaron and I actually go way, way back. All the way back to, I guess the year would be 2002. That's right. I was enrolling at Dallas Baptist uh, university and Aaron had the joy and the privilege of being my roommate there oh. and uh, for some reason is still friends with me today he <laughs> doesn't happen I know uh, but uh, he got to see me in all my glory Ooh. I was so um, I, clean I, I don't need to hear that story at all. <laughs> you, you need to get your mind out of the gutter I was talking about just how clean I was and, and here was what was kind of amazing about Aaron is with with Aaron, everything has its place. And so all the shirts were hanging up the right way. And I was kind of rebelling from a childhood of that where shirts had to face the same way and everything. So I just, you know, it, it was going to get hung up maybe. And Aaron actually did his own laundry. I took mine home and <laughs> let my mom do it. Uh, but uh, but anyway, we, we got that together. Had the, uh, we're roommates and then um, have a band Together, we told the church. I don't think they found that as funny as I did. Uh, but we have a band together that we had a wonderful concert that we did every year at a uh, camp. <laughs> Never practice, really, except kind of going there. We would listen to some of the songs we're going to play. And then just, you know, we would arrive a couple of hours before time to start and just launch into it. And then we wouldn't really see each other for another year. It was, <laughs> was kind of wonderful. And uh, so we had that band, Fragile Stone. That's right. And uh, where, why did we name it that? What was Michael Card or something? It came from a Michael Card book yeah. uh, way on back, talking about Peter being like a fragile stone or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's extremely hip of you yeah. right there, going all Michael Card. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I didn't even know who he was. I'm glad he wasn't a heretic or something. I don't even know who he is. But we did that, and then we got to serve together in Little Rock, and I was the fake pastor there, and you were the worship pastor and uh, and then fast forward a couple of years in a few churches in between, and we served together in Inglewood, and I was the uh, youth and education pastor there, and Aaron was the worship and admin guy. Uh, and uh, so it's been great to kind of get to catch up this week and, and see what God's doing in his family and his church and our church, our family. And, uh, and so it's a joy that, you know, Kyle here on this episode is pretty much the third wheel. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's kind of normal, but, um, you know, we, we go way back. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of the things that makes, makes this possible is of course a church, you know, we, we were joking about this before we started recording, a church doesn't really know what they're getting. Hmm. In some sense, they could, they could get Dr. Queen in Hawaii. They know who they're getting. But they might have somebody that's preached their entire life. They might have somebody that's brand new. So, so of course, on the one hand, there's the churches that are willing to, they, they trust Southwestern. They know that they're not going to send them some crazy guy named Matt Hensley. Uh, and sometimes they fill through the cracks like Matt Hensley. But anyway, <laughs> they know that this guy's faithful, solid, all that. But 
they may be new. So there's there's that. There's a gratitude that the church is willing. But you also have a church that you serve. Um, you have a family. And so those are often the unsung heroes here of these. Tell us a little bit about how Inglewood has helped you get to this point, how your family has helped you get to this point uh, to be here in Mayhill for a week. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm grateful for my church. They, they set aside time for those of us who are on staff to go and do ministry like this. And so uh, they were excited for me to come and be able to preach for a week. Um, at my home church, I'm leading music all the time, so I don't get to preach very often. So this is kind of a great opportunity for me to, to preach. In previous church, I was able to do that a lot, but I'm glad that this week, my church, where I don't get to preach often, let me come and, and preach and minister in another church here in New Mexico. And, and certainly individuals within the church have promised to pray for me this week, and I know that they are. Um, I also, uh, one of the other things I get to do for fun is work with the community choir in the Dallas area, and uh, they prayed with me during our rehearsal last Monday, which was wonderful. And uh, several of those folks have continued to share over social media that they're praying for me and for Mayhill as well, even though they don't they don't know Mayhill or any of the people here. They're praying for us while we're here. And I'm so glad that my family actually got to come with me this week and uh, and help, help uh, support me in that way. Certainly my wife is praying for me, and she's a, a singer and, and has sung in the in the revival services this week and, and been a blessing to the people as well. Yeah, I think they would actually be okay if you don't even preach and it's just a Curry Sledford concert. Uh, <laughs> I think I got that, that impression. I think so. Maybe we should start with that. <laughs> Listen, let's leave that next year. Next yeah. year you come back and it'll just be Revive This Nation, Carice Ledford Cantata Series. There we go. <laughs> How about that? Now, I have one last question. and Matt, you alluded to this a while ago. How on earth <laughs> did Matt Queen wind up back in Hawaii? Because this is the third time since October that he's been in Hawaii. Can, can I can can, can I uh, um, pull my CP dollars until 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 you get sent until, until I get sent to Hawaii? <laughs> I'll, I'll answer that for Aaron. Uh, I think Matt is just living right. That's it, yeah. man. You, yep. you got sent right. to Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. He's right. going to Honolulu, Hawaii. I mean, he clearly That's right. is closer to God. Not only did we get sent to Atlanta, we got sent to Atlanta on the coldest morning we've had in <laughs> 10 years. Well, Which you know, was, I was told, I was told when I found out that I was coming to Mayhill, I was told that my name was on that Honolulu slot. Uh, but since since Matt wanted me to come to Mayhill so badly, they they and, and he specifically me. requested you. That's right. Directly to Dr. Greenway. Right, that's what I heard. It was a, it was a last minute call, and he just called up and said, "Hey, Adam. Adam, I need Aaron. You know, out of out of the seventy other people, I want I need Aaron. Yeah, I need I need the other beard. That was, <laughs> that was what I was afraid of, though. If we just kind of opened it up, is we would get somebody in a suit and clean shaven. My church would be like. Yeah, you got to go back to Southwestern. <laughs> we're, we're keeping this guy. How, however, Aaron has been preaching like right on the dot at like 24 minutes or oh, whatever. Man. And our church is like, hey, you need to learn from him. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go back to school there, Matt. We, <laughs> we, we took him to, to eat after the service on Sunday. And we were like the first family in that church, not from our church, you know, or in that restaurant. And then church after church, you can kind of see them because I knew where some of these people were from. From And you had like We Baptist show up about 40 minutes later. And then you had, you know, the Church of Christ people come a few minutes later. Then the Methodists from up the road were coming. And uh, and I started thinking, yeah, you know, Aaron got us out a little too soon. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Thank you for 
Yeah. So come yeah. Sunday, boy, you, you go, Sunday, you go man, 26 minutes and yeah. Yeah. You know, you have people waiting at the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, for now, it is time to hop off the train until next week. But we would just wanted to give you a kind of bird's eye view of what God is doing through Revive This Nation. It's a wonderful, wonderful ministry. Great opportunity for, for some students to kind of cut their teeth, others to, to hone some skills, others to see other areas. Um, Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, hashtag Adam Greenway send me there next year. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's all these opportunities, but it can't happen without donations, too. You know, Aaron is a filthy rich, you know, loaded. worship pastor loaded <laughs> and would not have been able to to pay his way all the way to Mayhill, New Mexico. Uh, but because of donors, you were able to come free of charge. And, uh, and so we're grateful for those that are doing uh, that. And uh, because what's the whole thing? Uh, go give or yeah. pray. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you if you can't go, give and, and well, pray. So and and so we did this. Uh, and, and I'm gonna go to two years ago. I know you did it last year. And, and so you know, for a lot of churches, this is a way for them to be able to host revival services without the exorbitant expenses that come from having to fly a preacher in, fly a music guy in. Um, so you know, I, I know you you would say this as well to encourage our listeners. If you're a pastor, look into RTN yeah. next year. If you haven't done, if you haven't already done so, for sure, because you get a week off, baby. It's a revival, like a vacation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But uh, we're we're grateful you took the time to listen in today. And if you haven't, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, wherever podcasts are found. And you can also visit us online, at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com, or on Facebook under Not Another Baptist Podcast, or on Twitter at nab underscore podcast. Kyle, send us out. Well, Matt and I are grateful that Not Another Baptist podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. We love the CSB and we use it in our daily devotions and in our preaching. And we would encourage you to check out csbible.com after the show. Until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Deuces. Thank you, Aaron Ledford, yes, Mr. Galilean, 1995. 1995. Woo, woo. Man, I, I gotta work on my, my facial hair. You guys got your, your facial hair being strong. <laughs> <laughs>